party, Candace party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't spill your drink, don't drop your food, don't make the music in the house go. Hi, welcome to Candace party. It's not a podcast, it's an intimate get together. Good job, Molly. Thank you. That was that was very professional. Thank you. We're really improving as a unit and oh, a family. Totally. It, I think it really started when Ryan got his own mic. I think it really started when Ryan got I his own mic. I think everything changed for the better once the Fire Nation attacked. Amen to that. I feel like it's weird that Ryan's <laughs> holding the mic away from him right now. Yeah, he's like not even close to his mouth. Well, he's holding it at we did, the angle we, as though he was interviewing somebody right. else. When we did the mic check, I was a lot louder than you two, so I didn't want to be that loud. Mic check. Don't worry about that. Don't wow, worry. that was smug. Yeah, about smug a like a bug in a rug. Because every little thing <laughs> is gonna be all right. Don't, Don't worry about a thing. Anyway, anyway, this is uh, Candace Party. It's a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast where we three adult siblings rewatch every single episode of Phineas and Ferb. With two goals in mind. Number one, we will determine the absolute best of Phineas and Ferb. We will have our own musical clip down spectacular counting boy style thing where we will create an enormous bracket to determine the best song from Phineas and Ferb, the best quotes from Phineas and Ferb. We will determine the best overall episode of Phineas and Ferb. And we three adult siblings will determine once and for all that Phineas and Ferb is not just for children. It's not just for adults. It is for everyone. And so with that in mind... It's time for our famous beloved segment, Molly mm-hmm. and Ryan. And, and Dan. Danny, in case you didn't know who we were. I'm Danny. You see, in this famous segment, we ask one very mature adult question about Phineas and Ferb. Not in a weird way. It's a family show. Today's question has to do... Pig boy. Oh, you were doing... That's right. You thought, you, you thought I was sleeping. No. Honestly, I the noise was so gross at first that I didn't even clock it as snoring Aww, for a minute thank there. You. you nasty little noisemaker. Anyway, today's question has to do with ALCA, the organization without a cool acronym. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, do we think they are a government-sanctioned organization or they are a private institution? Because this show came out 2007, 2008. The last years of the very controversial George W. Bush administration, and without wading too far into politics, do we think maybe ALCA was created in response to the Patriot Act and the sort of stripping of certain American liberties, having to take your shoes off at the airport, opening Guantanamo Bay, imprisoning people without trial, that era of government? Do we think that ALCA is that, or do we think ALCA is just a private organization Run by Francis Monogram. Well, do we think that it was pro the Patriot Act? Do we think this is pro the Patriot Act? Do we think that all of these animals are stopping what they believe to be terrorists? Because notice how all of them have foreign accents. Now, Doof is is Drusel-Stinian. What do we know about Drusel-Stinian radicals? What is the government's unfortunate stereotype of people from Drusel-Stein? Because we know that in the Marvel episode, we see that the Red Skull has a prejudice against Drusel-Stinians because he had a cousin who married a Drusel-Stinian and she is dead to him. So do we, do we think that Drusel-Stein 
is sort of a place that gets unfairly thought of as like, oh, there's literal ocelots there raising children and they make boys wear girls clothing and they like to hit people with kickballs. And, you know, do we think that Druselstein is is unfairly being stereotyped and therefore that's why there's such a harsh response? That, I mean, let, let's really talk about the socio-political uh, sort of global affairs nature of Aucha. Aucha. I put a little Well, on I think that these scientists pride themselves on being evil Mm. and i don't think heinz thinks that he's doing the wrong thing to him it's right you know like who is the real bad guy i think heinz is doing it for attention oh well yeah i think that he doesn't want to do anything evil evil i think he just does evil because he knows it will bring because he wants people to Uh, notice him just like you I hit like one Ryan. little girl with a car, and suddenly havoc, I'm doing these like things for attention. You're doing it again where the two of you talk directly over each other, and no one listening to this podcast can hear a darn thing either one of you says. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I wanted you to do a long string of talking with oh. me, but then you didn't. I didn't. You're, you're really lagging on the improv skills today, Molly. you got to make eye contact. Yes, Molly. and, Molly. Yes, and. Or, and, no but. Mm. I'm no tired. buts here. Much like Ryan, no but. No but whiteboard abs. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> at any rate, um, I think Alka can't be connected to any government because I think that they perhaps are a terrorist organization. <laughs> you think Alka's a terrorist organization and they no, just happen I, to be I fighting think, evil. I think that it's not related to terrorism at all and um Do we think it's like James Bond? I think it's six? James Bond. I think that's mm. clearly yeah. what it was meant to be. I mean it's considering on that, but the you can just even listen to the theme song. Yeah, you know, it's or... very James Bond e, but like, is it is is it a government organization? Maybe I guess, they got the some funding because of the Patriot mm. Act, but but this has clearly been around for a while. If he went to the academy, the academy, and then Monogram's dad was an Alka agent. See, mm. yeah, that's... or like head of Alka. I don't think he's an yeah. agent. I think but... it's just a completely private thing. I don't think it's... It's its own organization. I definitely think it's... Maybe its, it's at like the state level <laughs> or something. This is a... This is run well, by the uh, city Maybe like council. the tri-state level, but then again, they... Maybe, well, maybe they just might be very specifically to fight evil scientists. Mm. They don't really go yeah. after anyone else. All right, we True. might be... I might have overstepped my boundaries assuming Perry the Platypus was waterboarding people. That's probably wrong. Oh, well, that that's not, but oh. just <laughs> I didn't think it was on brand for him. Yeah. Oh, no. That is his brand. Mm. Semi-aquatic, baby. I, I don't love baby. analyzing the, the terroristness of... Well, no, I didn't say terrorist. I never said terrorist. I think you I did. might have brought that Someone up. Someone brought it I'm pretty sure Ryan brought up terrorist. But as a, I didn't Which think is no that, laughing matter. I didn't think that that would steer the course of the conversation. No, I just genuinely... Towards I just, Everyone being a terrorist, Danny, and that kind of just seems like I just you're wanted accusing to know a lot if Perry of people. Was a government things. stooge. I don't think it's a government job. I don't even think he really has benefits. Oh yeah. Um, what does the like, platypus even get with that? Did he insurance? even really get to stay home that day? He was sick. Like, didn't he have to still? Go I feel home? like he still went out when he was sick. Mm. Poor guy. Although I know Doof works when he's sick, but that's he's self-employed. He doesn't have much of a choice. That He's an rate. entrepreneur. Do you think Perry was bred to be an agent, or they found him? I think they found him. I think he had all these skills, and they found him. In the James Bond he movies. He also had a paper talent bill. Oh. Yeah, it, we don't ever really get like Perry's origin story. I mean, we just don't see they buy him, him as a, a pet ba- store? Yeah, we see him yeah. as a baby, but like, 
I mean, it would be boring to see his origin. He's a platypus. He doesn't do much. No, but, but he I would. Does that's the whole point? I know. Yeah. Joking. But, but I would just like to see like how Sorry. the agency found him. Is this like sort of um, like an adoption agency kind of a thing? Did they like? get assigned this family yeah did he did because they say that they can like take him away from that family yeah, they call him a cover family sometimes. yeah so do you think he was planted there i think so i think that it's kind of like in the james bond movies m bond's boss will talk about like how they they only ever recruit orphans to be agents because they have no attachments and they're looking for a, a mother or a father figure and that's what so i think perry's maybe an orphan i mean though most animals end up kind of being orphans because like you know Puppies don't usually live together as like a family. You just kind of have like one dog. This is so sad. It's not that sad. So sad. Being ripped away from your siblings at birth. I don't know. They're, I an- they're animals. Yeah, look, if somebody ripped you guys away from me, I you know I'd be upset for like a day or two. But when I get treats, forget it. They take me on walkies. Woo. Who needs siblings? I got walkies. You just want to pee outside. I already do. <gasps> oh no, my great secret. It's not a secret. You can do it in full view. That was weird. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> At any rate, today's episode is Jerk de Soleil and Toy, Toy to, the to the World. world. Uh, real quick summary of the first one. Uh, Jerk de Soleil, who wants to... Who wants to... I'll go for it. Um, Jerk de Soleil is basically Phineas and Ferb and their friends decide to put on a circus. Well, not a circus, a cirque. Very specifically, not a circus. In the center of the ring, just like a circus. Um, In their backyard, (laughs) because they can't go to the circus. So, yeah. And then Jeremy gives Candace some wild parsnips, which we find out she's allergic to. And she turns really red, and she's got the voice of... Mom! Yeah, deep Dan Pavemeyer voice. And so, she has to go to Mom and tell her that Phineas and Ferb are building a giant circus in their backyard, and... She has to interrupt their recording session at the Squat and Stitch. And yeah, Live we get at a, the Squat and Stitch of yep, Evil Boys. And yeah. And, uh, and then Doof. Doof's building the thing that'll make everyone's voices squeaky so he'll seem manly. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Doof tropes is that he's going, instead of just lowering his own voice, he will raise everyone else's voice so that his is lower by comparison. Um, we get to see a lot of the, the kids in this one. We get some Buford, some Belgique, and our buddy Django makes his real first, yeah, first big appearance. He's in backyard beach for a moment, but yeah, and that, yeah. that's this one. It's a it's a fun one. This episode I remember being rerun very rarely. I feel like I didn't see this a lot, but then again, I feel like E V I L B O Y S is such an iconic number. There's a bopular icon next to it in my notes. There's so. a bopular icon. A bop alert. Oh, a bop alert. Is that the? Do you want to talk about the bop up top? I'll talk about the bop up top. Um, it's my second note after we see that Doofenshmirtz has forehead wrinkles in this episode. Yeah, very briefly. I think that's real quick before we get into anything about the episode. I just want to say this episode was storyboarded by JG Quintel. Uh, he's the creator of Regular Show and the show Close Enough on HBO Max, which just got mm. renewed for a second season. That show's not Congratulations, for, adults, for adults. Jason. Um, I don't know what the J the JG stands for, but he's the voice of Mordecai on Regular Show. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, I was just trying to remember what you yeah, said. Before. He worked on Flapjack, I think. He's a very talented artist, but this is the mm. only Phineas and Ferb he has a credit on. It's just this well, one episode. Interesting. interesting. Just kind of a random one, but I mean, what an iconic one! If you're gonna do one, yeah. Oh, yeah. do E V I L. It's him and uh, he he co-storyboarded it. I have to look up who else did it. 
I, it's funny that you said you didn't remember this being rerun a lot because I feel like this is one of the ones that I've seen a lot and I was looking forward to getting here. This feels like a real classic to me. All right. Yes. And so I think that... You- <laughs> Never should have given you an excuse. All right. Look, talk about the bop. Talk about the bop? <laughs> Gladly, sir. I just think, you know, we see a lot of jazzy tunes specifically in the show. But... And all of them do feature kind of Dan Pavemeyer's gravelly lower voice that Danny can do a fairly good impression of, actually, but I can't. Danny? I don't I don't want don't put me on the spot. Yes, and Oh no. Improv. <laughs> 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 no. But um Danny's a slave to the rules of improv. I'm a slave to the I just love building a character. Ooh, let's all pretend to lift this heavy desk. <laughs> <laughs> I said pretend to lift a desk and not throw out a disc. <laughs> you know that's exactly the sound I'd make if I tried to lift a I'm lifting a disc while passing this kidney stone. My hemorrhoids are just flaring up. Oh, excuse, excuse me, boys. That's Harvey Firestein. That's not even. Hold my beast waffle. I, I, I accidentally boxed the, the saints, mic. Mom, you gotta see what it is. I love I love gravelly voice Candace. And this it's song is so, so good. This song is such a bop. They have the nice little like keyboard like just a classic a classic blues. Like, when Linda comes in with the guitar, they built a roller coaster and a beach in the backyard. It's great. We get a nice summary of everything we've seen thus far. Yeah, and this is the for, first time we really do yeah, that. Yeah, they do it many, many more times. And they also release the song that Candace sings. Um, and she does that once more. She has, she likes to summarize, I see. I like to sing uh, about the moon and the June. And the, I was doing yes and. Was that it's good just, improv? I sang a song that I didn't come up with. No, but oh, I think this. <laughs> you didn't know, but. <laughs> um, this no, but great. <laughs> this is me yelling improv. This is a great song. It's one of the it's best up there. Up for sure. Yeah, I, last episode I immediately declared a favorite of mine, but already I'm thinking See? of retracting that. That's why we need the bracket. Because yeah. every time bracket. you hear one, you're like, hmm. Because if I had to put these two head to head, I think the moment I think when we didn't get along is maybe. It's just so funnier song, but E V I L B O S is more of a jam. Yeah. Like it really gets stuck in you your head. You could play this as a real song. Like if well, you just couldn't hear do. the words clearly. Like Linda thinks this is just a song yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Um I, I love, love that this. they keep up. I yeah. love that yeah. and that's why they're a jazz trio. Testify, because it's Candace, testify. They're doing improv, jazz. Yeah. It's it's that's why they can keep up with her. Yeah. Um I just have a note about the, the guests at mm-hmm. the Squat and Stitch. And their rhythmic song. They knitting. look scary a little bit. Oh? They look very scary. They're like much lower quality of a drawing oh, yeah. Yeah. than, you know, uh, Linda, Candace, yeah. um, Mrs. Garcia Shapiro, and Mrs. Uh, Johnson. Mrs. Johnson. Hawkeye Johnson. They also Hawkeye just Johnson. look like almost more realistic than them. Yeah, like, they're, they're not they're in the face Yeah, shape. I yeah. think they're still, like you said in the last episode, still trying to figure out yeah. what their characterization looks like. And it's honestly... Just for background characters. Yeah, for a cartoon, that's especially true... Like, literally, you would design a packet of background characters, and as the show goes on, you would get better and better at uh, designing them and making them look like they belong. Right. Um, and especially something like Phineas and Ferb, where 
out the gate they're doing you know 26 episodes is the first season i think like that's a big order to fill and um just flying by the seat of their pits yeah uh by the way i checked the other storyboard artist on this episode is kim robertson uh she's uh one of the most prolific storyboard artists on Phineas and Ferb. So we have J.G. Quintel, who did this one episode and then kind of pieced out to do regular show. And then we have Kim Robertson, who worked all the way up to, like, The Alka Files, which is the last episode. She's, I believe she's the storyboard artist in the episode. Um, there's, like, the baby machine that Doof makes that sounds like the uh, baby. Yeah. And uh, all the moms start marching toward it, and they do mm-hmm. the We Are the Moms. I believe she's the storyboard artist in that episode who's, like, in an office pitching storyboards to someone and then she hears the mom thing and she just marches out of the building. I believe that's her. I could be wrong. Uh, don't sue me, Kim Robertson, <laughs> if I'm wrong. But your storyboarding is very good. Also, real quick, Candace does that thing when she has the bag on her head. She does like a point toward the camera. It's almost exactly the same pose that she does in another song. I want to say it's in her uh, eventual joining in the performance of Gitchy Gitchy Goo, I think. She also does the same exact little like thing where she's shaking her butt. Yeah. Like it's the exact same motion, which I liked that uh I, the continuity. I believe the point is like the same pose. Yeah. I, it could be a different song. I've just is seen I mean, yeah, yeah, in Bus- I so. in Busted she does that that point toward camera. Uh thank you, Ryan. Um Camera. The camera. I just the wanted to go me. back to more of the beginning of the episode. Um, I just think it's cute that they're all like eating breakfast together before they were mm-hmm. supposed to go to the Cirque. Um, do you know the difference between a Cirque and a Circus? Because I don't. Uh, it's French. Oh, okay. Circus! It's like in, they're not going to the circus with the lions and the tigers and the bears. Oh, my. They're going to see like weird acrobats do like twirling off. You know, it's not a traditional circus. Also, real quick, fun, fun did it trivia. Uh, of course, the title is a pun on Cirque du Soleil, um, Jerk de Soleil. Um, but the what they call their circus is Cirque de Lune, yeah. uh, which sounds like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but Lune is uh, the French word for moon as opposed to Soleil, which is sun. So they are the circus of the moon instead of the circus of the sun. Wow. Now, all of this is according to Wikipedia, so don't – it might not be true. Don't hold me to it. I don't speak no French. Cirque means a ring, circlet or circle. Yeah, like circus. Yes. Cool. Or like a circle. Yes. Or circuit. Yes. City. At any rate. Um, um, in the top of the episode, when they're talking about having a circ and they're like, we'll have Perry. I love Perry's like zombie drooling face. Yeah. I think it's very, very. Do you think J.G. Quintel drew that funny. or Kim Robinson drew that? It's I think. It's a 50-50. Everyone drew Or do you it. think Bobby Gaylor and Martin Olson put that in the story pitch that the boards were based off of? I think every single person had the same idea at once. All because at the it same was time. that genius. They all their eyes sort of rolled back into their heads and all at once they said in unison, Molly, look at me so we can talk in unison. Okay. The platypus should drool like a zombie. And then their hands all started moving, drawing yeah. the same thing at once. Good. I do uh, think Ryan, that- I'm really sad you didn't participate in our... Uh, well, because you told Molly to do it. Because you were looking at your iPad. Are you playing an app? What is that? That is my notes. No, what was uh, the uh, thing with the running? <laughs> is, is That's not a temple run. <laughs> You're so oh, old. Um, Remember Temple? <laughs> I tried playing Temple Pad on an uh, Temple Run on an iPad Mini once, and it was just like this screen is huge. I'm gonna move my finger like a mile just to get this guy to go left. It's true. Um, man, Temple Run. <laughs> what a different time. I, will I thought that was the one where you hear... tilt. 
No, you tilt to go slightly to the side of the thing if you wanted to turn left or right. Oh, you swiped, yeah. And then you was swiped up for jumping. Molly, what are you talking about? Um, For a lot of my childhood, I remember hearing in my head Baljeet saying, Stupefying. Yes. I I love his little magic trick. I love his little magic trick. It's adorable. Um, I love how we... excited he is, real quick. I love yeah. how excited he is to go to the circus. He like walks into the house and he's like chanting. He's like running. He's so excited. It's like something we don't really see yeah. from Baljeet, especially early on. Yeah. Happiness. The voices <laughs> of Baljeet and Buford are not quite there yet, yeah. still. They're they're getting there. Everyone's not quite there yet. Phineas is so close to the way he'll sound yeah. eventually, though. His voice I feel like changes before everyone else's. Yeah. But maybe Vincent Martelli. Hits people at different times, Danny. Yeah. Um, like a ton of bricks, baby. Brick, brick, brick. It's fun. What you call it? We find out in this episode that Mrs. Johnson is Jeremy's mom. Yeah. Up until then, she's just been there, and we haven't yeah. known who she is, but like we know who she was because we've seen it before. But this is when she gets identified for the first time as Jeremy's mom. This has been another exhilarating Hawkeye Johnson fact. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, in this, Doof is. Opening, we get just so attractive. Wow, I gotta say, guys, Doof has never been more of an outright stud. Let me tell you something about Strudel Kitty four four two seven. He is he is just raring to go in this. He's listening to manly voice tapes that sound like J.K. Simmons. He's listening to Tough Talk, which is voiced by the Yellow Eminem. We're all loving it. I love J.K. Simmons' uh, work in this set of episodes. He, of course, is the voice on the tape, and he says the thing about the, yeah, I took your nectarine. You got yeah, a problem I with that? Yeah, I your last nectarine. I'd dance it with your wife. You got a problem with that? But he's also the man at the, he's JB at the boardroom in the toy episode, which is next. I had no idea any of this till this moment. Oh, well, he's JB, which, you know, J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. He's JB. Um, love the J's. Not, of course, to be confused with uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, <clears throat> or J. Or J. G. G. Wentworth or J. Pierpont Finch, who they call J. P. Finch. Mm. None of that. Uh, he's he's J. K. Simmons as J. B. Uh, and he's also the old man who runs the toy store where Candace has to work hardy hars. Oh wow! Yeah, J. K. is all over the place. Don't these. forget to do the life. He's got like sort of a Russian mm. accent. I went a little Yiddish with the accent because that's he my predilection. Range. But J. K. Really Simmons. Does. Oh yeah, you're talking about the yellow M M&M, and M baby. You're talking about the guy from the farmers commercial. Let's talk about yellow M and M. Let's talk about J. K. Simmons. Let's talk about all the good things, none of the bad things. Um, why Let's is talk about Spider-Man so cool in this episode? Oh. When he, like, <laughs> rides his fingers over the brim of his hat, <laughs> he is, like, beyond cool. I That's was a like, real, wow. real anime, head tilted down, eyes turned up, d- d- brimming mm. a hat. Yeah, it's a real moment. Um, Only to be followed by his complete humiliation as the amazing Perry. I really am interested in the fact that Doof has managed to create a new element besides helium called Doofinium, and he has discovered another periodic element, and yet the biggest part of his day is trying to convince someone that taking their nectarine is not a big deal. Yeah, uh, um, I appreciate Perry's sort of love for Phineas and Ferb that he turns back around in his little helicopter machine to help their circus performance go well. He can't miss his cue. This platypus is caring. He's kind. He's patient. That's and he looks love hysterical. I love just his little, like, oh, yeah. he's flying, and then he just, like, pulls out the coconut bra. Yeah. Cute. I, um, Ryan, you going to talk at all? No, I'm I'm working on my Perry drawing. Yeah, Ryan is drawing Perry the platypus, but the brick but, version. But the brick version, but I forgot that he had arms. <laughs> um, it's honestly pretty on model. Like, it's pretty good looking. Class artist, Ryan Holt. 
Do you think Lindana wants to be famous again? That's my other note for this episode. She's excited to do an album. She's so excited to do her album. And then I have next to that a little arrow that says sad with a question mark. Do you think she's sad that her life has turned out this way? That she, she I know she loves her children and I yeah. know she loves being a mom. That is very She clear. loves antiquing. But you, yes, she does that. She loves her husband and I know she loves her life. But do you think there's a part of her that just wanted to hold on to the fame? I know she said in the Flopstar episodes she that, has a glimpse. that it's just not being famous isn't everything that it appears to be but what she if she's real, just saying that she has a sad look when she says that though about do the you one think she's wonder upset she's about her fading beauty as well as her beauty fading no lindana is oh danny i know just a real oh, I know. hunky dory it, yeah baby she's got it she's my venus she's my fire my desire She's not Roxanne. She's not Eileen. She's not Sharona. No, she's Londana, and she wants to have fun. But do you think she still wants to be having fun? I think she. she I think she misses those days a bit. But like, like she said, you know, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And but there's there's still that little bittersweetness to it, you know. Yeah. So maybe she'll have a better time with it when she's with her friends, just doing jazz. Yeah. But she gets so excited, and I love that. I have that written. She's so happy after that song they do yeah. with Candace. She's real jazzed up. Um, I don't have that much I else like to that. say about this first. The real jazzed up. I thought it was good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't do have it mo- again. I will cut you off. I swear to God, I will never speak to you again. You are so quiet. Thank I know. You. It's like not even funny. Someone's going to be driving right to this podcast, and they're going to be like, is there a voice in my head? Yeah. Is madness whispering into my ear? Oh, Why do my nostrils whisper to me? You think I'm madness? At any rate, um, not much else to say about this first segment. Um, you know, it's 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 Phineas and Ferb. It's good. It's solid. It is the the true standout of the episode is that song. Yeah, Evilb. That's the best. Yeah. That's what makes it memorable. I it's, think. Yeah, because the circus stuff is like, yeah, I get it. It's it would be fun. It's also a just kid. the factor that it's that voice coming out of Candace that yes. makes it so memorable. I believe they had a ja- they had. Um, they had hired a jazz singer, like an actual musician, to come in and do that voice of Candace, and it was like a blues singer. I can't remember who. And then at the end of the day, they they just decided that it was funnier for Dan Pavan Myers, just Which deep voice. I only, like, a few months ago found out that was Dan Pavan Meyer, um, which is Again, wild looking back at it. versatile actor. Yeah. Really? Talk louder, Ryan. You're literally holding the mic at your eyes. I don't understand. I... <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, the amazing bagel! Can you yeah. talk about the amazing bagel? I have no comments to say about the amazing bagel, but there are some. Buford dresses up with a little bag on his head and a tracksuit, and he says, "I'm the amazing bagel." He wants he wants the mud. We know this about Buford. We know so little about Buford at this point. We don't even know his mother's name, Biff, yet. We know one thing. He wants, well, he wants the mud. He, he wants the mud. I like the amazing bagel. I like how excited he is. I like his line when he's like, the peep's gonna love. <laughs> the peep's gonna love. We just get to see some personality out of Buford, which I like. And I, I don't know. I just enjoy him in this. I don't know why Candace has his exact outfit and a paper bag just lying around. <laughs> I was wondering about that. They have a um, similar fashion sense. They both shop at the, uh, the Squat and Stitch. Um, no, you probably can't buy stuff there. You I was just gonna just say, I was like... What is the they, business model of the squat and stitch? Maybe it's not like a maybe it's not a place at the mall. Maybe it's just like maybe it's not a store or anything. Maybe it's, it's like just like space. the community, like kind of like by the food court it's or something where you can just like mean. you know, there's just like a little stage there. You don't have to really pay. You just kind of I think sit that, and knit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people like can rent out spaces for their local community groups. I can. 
I could. I, I like could do that, that we've right seen now. it twice, but I don't think we see it ever again. Yeah, I don't remember ever hearing that in the first place. Do we but ever now go I back to the squat and stitch. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of episodes of this show. We can't yeah, say no. we don't know. It's been yeah. a long time since we've I, sat through them all. I want to know what they end up doing with the recording. Like, do they do anything? Do they just record it for themselves? Like, is Candace going to become um, a famous jazz singer? I think Candace can only be a famous jazz singer when she takes the parsnips, and she doesn't want to sort of subject herself you to know, that. I've never heard of wild parsnips outside of Phineas oh, yeah. and Ferb. I would have never known what they were or have heard of them elsewise. Yeah. Um, I actually really like the circus finale. It was actually impressive, and I want to know how they did it. When you do the pan up shot, Phineas and Ferb are, are just, they're on the bottom. They're the first row. Yeah. And then the third row is Phineas and Ferb. So there's a while where you can see the top of Phineas and Ferb's head. Yeah. And then their torsos. And they're just on screen twice. It's cool. It's very surreal. It's impressive. I, I still wonder what the thought was with Django with putting him here. Mm-hmm. Like... He seems like, oh, we're going to add him as part of our gang, but then, like, we really don't see Django for, like, a long time after this in a major like, context. like, what does he do? He tries to make himself into a pretzel and gets injured. Maybe yeah. he's, like, not okay after that. What would be his personality in a typical episode? Like, Buford's all like, wham, well, I'm a bully, and Belgique is, is all meek and timid and, and bookish. I just feel like, what was Django, if we, were, if we were putting him in at this earliest stage of the Friends group, and we were like, oh, he would be part of the gang... We didn't really give him a bit. We didn't really give him a gimmick. He's Django. I guess he's a hippie because Jenny's a hippie. He puts his leg behind his head. There's no There's no quirk. There's no personality there. Yeah, I'd agree. I it, mean, I'm glad that he's not part of the gang. It wouldn't really fit. I just feel like, were they yeah. trying to do that and then they just forgot? I mean, I guess. Like or they, they were <laughs> like, nah, we don't have any more character traits. They were like, forget it. Four's enough. Yeah, man. Jerk to Soleil. It's good. It's okay. Yeah, the song's better than anything else. Yeah, the, the song is the real highlight. It the song is. really saves it. It's um, cute that Jeremy wants to sit with Candace and he turns down that girl. Mindy. Mindy, yeah. Everyone's I, favorite I like Phoenician that. And character. she's like happy to see that she saved him. He saved her a seat. Yeah. And I think that's sweet. Oh, he saved me a and seat. And then he compliments it's... her singing. And I'm just like, oh, Candace and Jeremy forever. Yeah. At any rate, um, next episode is everyone's favorite toy of the world. Toy of the world with Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. If you haven't seen my Instagram or Twitter post on the Candice Party podcast counts, please look at it because hear me out. Shimmy, Jimmy, Shimmy, a man after midnight. They're doing ABBA bits. ABBA bits, yeah. No, that's my new favorite joke is that. And My favorite bit is Abbabit Soup, which I just came up with now, and I'm going to sell for $10 million to the mm, Abba Corporation. Be good. Um, I'd like to kind of see um, all of the Phineas and Ferb songs be turned into an Abba joke. Yeah. But that's a lot on both sides. Okay. Like. E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nothing. Anyway, so Toy to the World. We meet Shimmy Jimmy, This, and I think that's a catchy and underrated song. So anyway, Shimmy Jimmy is a, is a beloved toy. Phineas and Ferb are like, Shimmy Jimmy's silly. Why would we want a climby toy? Let's make a better toy. So they design a toy based on their beloved pet, Perry the Platypus. They wheel it into an executive's uh, sort of a, what do you call that? A, Board meeting? No, what do, you, what do you call that room? A conference room. 
And uh, it took me so long to get a conference room. And so they wheel it into a conference room, and the executive hires them on the spot, triples their salary, which is $0, so they're still making $0, but whatever. Um, they renovate the toy factory when they see that it's not as fun as it is in their imagination. Um, they inadvertently free a race of creatures called the Bedinkadinks who lay waste to the surface dwellers. In the post-apocalypse, Phineas and Ferb sort of establish a new currency, uh, which is uh, basically like sand dollars, like those little uh, seashells you get. It, that is the only thing of value in their new post-apocalyptic So society. much prettier than real money. So much prettier than real money. Um, what? The, after Jesus. the Badinkadinks lay waste to the surface dwellers. Molly, improv you, yes and, gosh. <laughs> mm. I didn't think you did bits during the summary. Well, I do bits whenever I feel like it, when the inspiration strikes me. <laughs> I'm slurring my I don't my like how these... These Butterfinger Bites are getting to you. These Butterfinger Bites are like a step in a time of one. I have a Butterfinger Bite. You want a Butterfinger Bite? I'll bite your Butterfinger. I kind of want a Butterfinger Bite. A Butterfinger Bite. <laughs> At any rate, um, Phineas and Ferb, they, they designed a toy based on Perry the Platypus. They renovate the factory because they want it to be more fun. Candace, who has just recently gotten a job across from the Mr. Slushy Dog in the mall at a toy store, is perturbed by the fact that she must dress as if she is Perry the Platypus. And then they, they're done. They give up. They don't want to make the toy anymore. Oh, and Doofenshmirtz is packed into a shipping crate and is never seen again. Yeah, what's his scheme in this? I don't know. He wants to build a great wall of the tri-state area. He buys oh. a bunch of bricks so he can build no, a... He's stealing bricks from all over town. Yeah, so then he can basically uh, build a giant wall around the tri-state area, cordoning everyone off, and they have to pay his toll booths if they're going to get out of the tri-state area. A truly evil plot. If a truly evil plot. Toll booths are the evilest thing in the world. They really are. Um, um. Look, they've made climby toys. They've always made climby toys. That have is... you guys like ever seen a climby toy? No, and they throw that <laughs> phrase out there. They throw out climby toy as if it's a real phrase, but I don't. I've never heard anyone say climby toy before. I've never even seen one of those. Closest we've come is shoots and ladders, oh, and no. they say we're living in the future. Did you ever see that toy? That was. It's a little Santa Claus, and he climbs up to like a chimney or whatever. No, I've not seen that. Okay. That's a decoration. All right, Ryan. You're a thin ice. I like man. all the different names that they give you for all the thin? climbing toys they've had in the past. I do think Shimmy Jimmy's the greatest, and I love his little jingle. Ascendant Brendan. Um, Ascendant Brendan. I don't remember what the latter really one good. was. There, there's all. They were all good ones. I tried to write them down, but they were going too fast. Climbing, Claire. Oh, it was like something high me, climbing high me, climbing high me. Ascendant Brendan, ladder Steve. <laughs> anyway, um, I have an. I have an, My first note is that the toy guy, like the. The, the executive he said he looks like a very or not the executive i'm sorry the guy that works in the shop with candace he looks like a weird version of the cow whistle man i also thought that oh like he looks like a, a plumper version. version but still not good yeah he's just more i don't know what he's it not was less creepy but i did get yeah the vibe. he i think it's the mustache mm, maybe yeah um, um he doesn't you mean the old man who runs the toy store? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I said the executive at first, yeah. but I was incorrect. Because the executive doesn't have a mustache, no. despite also being J.K. Simmons and being very J. Jonah Jameson. He really does just do his J. Jonah Jameson voice for that yeah. executive, J.B. Um, by the way, while we were doing our J.K. Simmons Bigley? chat earlier, 
while we were doing our J.K. Simmons chat earlier, I forgot to mention that later on in the Alka Files, J.K. Simmons is the voice of the uh, the leader of those three little bugs that wanders around who tells Floyd to stop breathing. Mm, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, so J.K. Simmons, he loves his Phineas and Ferb. He just salivates for it. He's I always got a very J.K. Simmons vibe from Major Monogram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the mustache. It is it really mustache. is mustache. It really does it. Any stern man with a mustache, like Stalin. Very um, J.K. Simmons. I would like um, to advocate again for this Shimmy Jimmy jingle because I see Ryan didn't even write it on his list of songs, which I think mm, is rude. Well, you told me to remember mm. it, so I remembered it. We were watching it. You might remember it, and I went, okay. Is there a song in this episode besides? Like, I know they play yeah. the Quirky Working song, which is the Sudi Up, Sudi Up, Sudi Dee Dee Ba. Well, we also have Brick, 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 right. Brick. Brick, brick, it's fun. I guess Shimmy Jimmy is the most significant yes, song. Yes, it is. And I, it's a crime Ryan didn't write it since he's keeping track of the song. He has those I three I didn't girls. like it that much. There's the three girls who sing for him who are kind of doing, it's almost a hula dance, but I feel like they do it again in the, you know, that you don't have to build a role. Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit of that. When Kenny Ortega is choreographing them. I feel like they're doing a very similar straight arm, mm. you know, really hit that straight arm. I noticed that some move. of Shimmy Jimmy's coloring was like changing in mm-hmm. some shots. He's like a very light brown and another once he's a very dark brown the toys on the shelf are a much darker brown than the one in the commercial and and on and then the one on that's on candace's head it's weird that they have stuffed animals of shimmy jimmy and yet he's supposed to be a climbing toy. toy yeah is he just a mascot that is available in multiple products i mean i guess you can buy like uh you know like a famous toy that is also available you can get like a things. splush a splush a plush um you can splurge on a plush you can get a plush spider-man even though he like usually comes as an action figure Molly, Shimmy Jimmy is original IP. Shimmy Jimmy, Shimmy, a man at midnight. It works so well. At any rate. Um, <laughs> I would argue that the quirky working song is the song for this episode because we have the long have montage. Have we heard it before? No, this is the first time we hear this it. This is the first time we hear quirky working. That's why, I mean, obviously they use it later. Um, I do love the bedinkadinks. I love the we joke are, the of like... I love the joke of just like... Oh, it's funny. It's like Oompa Loompas have been here because he's like a Willy Wonka type. But then they just they just kind of sign out with they're going to lay waste to the service dwellers. They're kind of creepy. I thought we did hear the working song a little bit before this. I If only mm-hmm. we ran a yeah, podcast I about think Phineas in, and Ferb. Yeah, and Candace loses her head. We hear it when they're working on Mount Rushmore a little bit. Ryan, has Molly made a liar out of you? I would I would search this up if I were you, Ryan. You're on thin ice, young man. It might not have the lyrics, but it's at least the tune of that. Ryan is really, his jaw is tense. I can see it. He's got, he's got just tension for days. Oh, that's a, t- that's a tense jaw. I've seen it. That's a tense While jaw. While Ryan's looking that up, um, mm-hmm. I need to point out that Jeremy is working at Mr. Slushy Dog. And yeah. for the first a whole part of the episode, he's not wearing Mr. Slushy Dog hat. He's yeah. wearing, again, the paper hat that he usually would wear at the Mr. Slushy Burger. But then at the end of the episode, he makes a point to put yeah. on the wiener hat and is like, the things they make us wear. And I'm like, why are you not wearing that for the whole first half for your shift? Molly, like, maybe, I'm very confused maybe you about showed the up, Slushy Dog Corporation rules. Maybe you showed up to work in your regular work uniform. And then they say, hey, we're having a special promotion. You got to wear these T-shirts. So then you go upstairs to the office. You have to strip down in the office. You feel very uncomfortable being shirtless there. And then you have to put on the only remaining promotional T-shirt, okay? And it's three sizes too big. But you got to wear it all day at your shift because you forgot to bring the one that they gave you when they were passing out the shirts this is not based on any real oh yeah totally not danny anyway so uh mr slushy dog 
At any um, rate, um, this one is also very just like, yep, good episode. Not really anything too remarkable, except I would love that toy that they make of Perry. The little, It's just yeah. a wooden block with a little Perry tail and his legs, and it just looks so cute. Um, I love the idea of it being called in an action figure. I just that think that's cute. hysterical. That is already taken, though. Um, there is a line of action figures based on the movie Clerks, mm. which is a movie where nothing really happens. So they're called Clerks in action figures, and they were literally just like statues well, that were in action genius figures. Genius to them, too. Yeah, good I, on I them. love that idea. Yeah. Good on you. I like that Candace's uniform is like still so close to her regular outfit. Yeah. That also brought me joy. Uh, you know what brings me joy? Beating Ryan for being wrong about the quirky working song. It says, I'm trying to find if it says like on the Phineas and Ferb wiki. Yeah. If it says the first appearance anywhere, but it's just giving me a lot of facts. About Why don't you it? just look up the quirky working song? I did. Oh, okay. Then go I'm like it. pretty confident that we heard it before. Well, All right. I'd look at your one, notes, in but the you lost your In the featured N, it just says toy to the world as the, as the first mm. one. Okay. But again, I think it might be it without the lyrics. It might just be the tune-up. Is quirky working song? Well, we count on Lindana and I want to have fun when it's just boom, 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 Anyway. But that's more of a reference to the elevator music. I like this version a lot where we get to hear the full version with the schooly up, schooly up, schooly da. It's a jam. Um, Ryan pointed out when we were watching the episode that while Ferb is making this toy Perry... He oh my is God. He so mad. Has something on his mind <laughs> that he is enraged about. Yeah, it's very rare to see someone uh, to see Ferb just express any emotion, but he is either determined or furious because he just Maybe he's furious because he's doing all the work and Phineas is kind of just sitting on a chair lounging. Probably. Do you think he has deep resentment towards Phineas? There's definitely, I think, sometimes some tension there. It's funny because I see it. I Do we ever see them fight? No. No. I don't think we yeah, see them communicate that. much outside of Hey Ferb. It's like, okay. Yeah, Ferb never asks him that. Hey Ferb? He doesn't talk a lot. What I'm do you want to do today? Um, I have also written that Ferb's a great actor because I love all the little miming things yeah. he's doing with the toy Perry. He does little um, He makes it look real fun. Yeah. And I love that he's improv. like singing the tango tune, but it's in the British accent. Mm-hmm. I all cute things uh the voice of their father the voice of lawrence is the guy at the table who goes yes ascendant brendan climby high me <laughs> he's just kind of putting on like a 23 skidoo like that kind of old-timey voice that's such a weird boardroom because we have the guy that jk simmons is playing and right to JB. his left yeah there's, there's a, a man that looks just like yeah. him but as though it's like an older version yeah. of him do you think it's his father it might be his father maybe he took over the company we get a nice emperor's new clothes uh, yeah. bit from them, which is. I don't think I understood odd. what that was as a child because I don't know if I knew. Yeah. Oh, new I knew from the Muppets Classic Theater. Oh, that's right, where, where Fozzie they, yeah. is the uh, emperor. Um, Just as he is in all our hearts. I love the line with the because Doofenshmirtz is stealing all the bricks. Yeah. Um, that animals are rioting and convicts are escaping from the zoo. <laughs> that's funny. I, it, great, it's delivered so seriously. It's a solid. Bit. I think that's great. Yeah. Do we want to do? Do we have much else to say about these two? Jerk to Soleil and Toy to the World. Let me Not see. Wait. I don't. Because it's honestly, they're both good, but they are both just, you know, good. There's, a, okay. I think that the song E-V-I-L-B-O-I-S is a standout. Yes, I think out of uh, out of this episode, as in the two segments put together, that is the show. Brick is memorable as a punchline to the episode, but it is very similar to the 
the Ren and Stimpy show, they had a toy called Log that mm. you would buy that was just a log. It's like a very similar joke. It's obviously not the same, and it it exists in this episode clearly as a punchline to like both of the plot lines coming together. But like, is is kind of similar, like just yeah. concept. I liked it though. I remember thinking that was quite funny as a kid. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And you were disturbed by Ren. I and do Stimpy. have a few more uh, quick notes, just because we didn't talk about the fact that the. They have all those different marketing posters for Perry. Yeah. And I remember really liking that gag as a kid. And then like this time watching it through, I didn't find it that funny. And I don't yeah. know if it's just because I knew it was coming or if I didn't Or because you were funny. you were done playing. You're like, I hate playing dress up now. Mm. And the concept you know of characters playing dress Maybe. up doesn't appeal to um, me. I wanted to bring up the adult topic of... Uh, the marauding marsupial of death. No. Which is what they call Perry the, in the marketing. Which is quite the name. Yeah. No. Um. The... Uh, unfair wages that candace is being paid she's only yeah. being paid 350 an hour now and that's not okay it was 2007 regardless regardless 350 an hour molly i'm not advocating for it for sounds cheating like your workers you no i want to know what's going on with hard d hard toys that Listen, they're paying their employees 350 an hour you saw that factory manufacturing in america is like never done anymore the, i don't think there are any toy factories in the united states no but those people were so unhappy and phineas said yeah not, not in like my the, company i love that when they put on the elf costumes the workers aren't all of a sudden like yay yeah. like it doesn't actually become a happy toy factory the old guy's just like why are we gonna wear these stupid costumes and the other one's like it gives me purpose i like that that's like kind of dan Meyer's dakota voice coming out yeah. of that guy I enjoyed that. Oh, Dakota. Dakota. So. Um, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to point out, just because I also watched this episode today, yeah. when Linda is in the line for the returns and exchanges, she's in front of a clown, and um, we do see that clown in Phineas's uh, birthday episode where yeah, they had the clip do. show. And um, I just I would have never that noticed multiple that. Times. I'm sure we I did. mean, it's probably just a I think it's just their stock clown. clown. There's, that line consists <laughs> you know, of like regular clown. a farmer with a chicken, a professional basketball player. <laughs> I want to say there's an astronaut, but I might have hallucinated that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good episode. A lot of J.K. Simmons. And for that, I'll always love it. Yeah. Some, um, some good bit, Some nice doof yelling. I love when we get some doof yelling sequences. Yeah. Uh, let's let's read quotes. off the quotes that will be entered. These quotes will be entered into the bracket. A submission for best quote from Phineas and Ferb. Uh, this is from Jerk de Soleil. Yes, I ate your last nectarine. You got a problem with that? I love doof's little His man voice. voice. Yes, I ate your last nectarine. Uh, he sounds like a Muppet. Anyway. I want the mud. And then, no, this is Buford's time to shine. <laughs> Which Buford himself screams while jumping into a pile of mud. All right. And then from Toy to the World, we have, but we've always made climby toys. <laughs> I love it. What are we talking about? We are the Badinkadinks. And finally, we will now lay waste to the service dwellers. Which I think is the best. Great quote. Molly, great quote. Ryan? Work gotta, harder next time. Work harder next time. You got to get that quote out. I know. You look um, so sad. My quote's not high enough. Oh, it's not going to be if you keep that sad. Now put on a smile and do me a tappy dance. Is that good? <laughs> Acceptable. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Candice Party Pod. Um, subscribe or follow the show and uh, if you want to give us a rating or a review. Yeah. And don't forget to tweet us any comments, questions, or anything you really just want to say at us with um, 
the hashtag you got for Laura. Hashtag you got for Laura. And uh, tell us what you think of the volume Ryan speaks at. Clearly, yeah, it's an it's... internal debate here. Um, yeah. And let me know if you have any other idea for ABBA parodies with Phineas and Ferb songs. Well, no, we can't steal their ideas. We got to have our own. Don't send us your ABBA parody submissions. We'll have to block you and delete your tweet. <laughs> Do right. send us your personal addresses, though, so I can come and visit you all in the night. Ryan's got to make some friends. Let us know I'm what you lonely. thought of this episode. Is this your favorite? Is this your least favorite? What's you your think? favorite? What are you looking forward to in your little rewatch? Friend? All right. All right. I'm good. Cool. Molly, hit the button. Woo! We're talking I to the N to the T I M A T E. Get together. I to the N to the T I M A T E. Get together. That's right. It's not a party.